0: Uh, today we're going to pick up in the middle of session sixty law of one session sixty july one nineteen eighty one um, nearly thirty five years ago and last time we went to the went through the first third of the session, which uh, was basically related to personal material for Carla and Jim. Particularly, Carla, particularly how to deal with um, programmed catalyst chosen by ourselves before incarnation, that comes out as limiting conditions of mind and body, particularly bodily um, weakness, illness, genetic predisposition that leads us to have to limit our activity. But it's also applicable to program catalyst um, associated with mind and um, relationships or the people in our life, that is of that we consider to be limiting and painful uh, and may not be healable in the case of physical, uh, a person who's born, you know, with a <clears throat> genetic disorder or something. Or anything. I mean, we all have body weakness predispositions. So, um, working through that, working with that, it's very important to have a higher perspective or expanded perspective. And I think we handled that pretty thoroughly last time. In the second or the next portion of this session, we get into material and pyramids and some esoterica. And uh, I'll jump in and we'll see how much we can do in the next hour. So at 60.10, where we start the new material, uh, Don says thank you about Ra's uh, teaching or um, guidance from before. And then goes to pyramid discussion and says, when you spoke in the last session of, quote, energizing shocks coming from the top of the pyramid, did you mean that these came at intervals rather than steadily? So we're talking about the third spiral, or what comes off the apex of the Giza pyramid, or any pyramid, and its function and its effects. Ross said, these energizing shocks come at discrete intervals, but come very, very close together in a properly functioning pyramid shape. In one, meaning a pyramid, whose dimensions have gone awry, or you know have a issue the energy will not be released with regularity or in quanta as you may perhaps better understand our meaning so there's the frequency of the um, release uh, of energy coming off the top and then there is the intensity or the quanta of that energy being released off the top i have sometimes talked of it as a streaming but it may be more of a pulsing uh and Ra will explain further um what that third spiral um does or how it functions as we go on here 60.11 so but the point was that in in the pyramid where the dimensions are not um in accordance with that which is harmonious or useful for working of healing and initiation in the chambers, or the you know the one whose dimensions have gone awry, um, this is akin to a person who's you know living with very significant chakra blockages. You can say their um, consciousness dimensionalities have gone awry. <laughs> chakra blockage is a kind of um, damaged uh, ability or dysfunctional ability of the being to access those the energies of seven dimensions associated with the seven chakras associated with um, conditions of mind or functions of mind actually functions of mind and being of body mind spirit um, that are associated with those seven aspects of our total self so uh, we go on 6011. don says the next statement that i may make that i may that i make may or may not be enlightening to me in my investigation of pyramid energy but it has occurred to me that the so-called effect in the so-called Bermuda Triangle is possibly due to the large pyramid beneath the water which causes the third spiral at discrete and varying intervals and when other entities or craft are in the vicinity of this meaning the Bermuda Triangle that's underwater it creates a situation where they change space-time continuum in some way is it correct? Ross says yes. Don continues, then this third spiral of the Bermuda Triangle or Bermuda Pyramid uh, has an energizing effect that, if strong enough, will actually change the space-time continuum. Is there a use or a value to this type of change? And Ra has said that uh, some kind of time-space travel is even possible with that third spiral or the energy coming off of a properly configured pyramid, and Ra says in 6012 in the hands of one of fifth density or above, this particular energy may be tapped in order to communicate information, love, or light across what you would consider vast distances, but which this energy may be con- may be considered transdimensional leaps. Also, there is the possibility of travel using this formation of energy, meaning the third spiral. So these are some of the functions, um, or. Capacities or uses of the third spiral off the apex of the pyramid for one in a uh, fifth density and above, and so extraterrestrials of fifth density and above, or entities in five D and above, can use the third spiral to uh, number one communicate um, or transmit information means concept or uh, pure love vibration, fourth ray, or light, love, light, radiance, or particular information across what we would consider vast distances, meaning um, other portions of a galaxy or between galaxies, perhaps. But which what, which, with this energy, uh, <clears throat> meaning using the third spiral for that kind of communication, uh by using it uh, that type of the, what, what, what we call from our space time perspective vast distance is actually realized to be a trans-dimensional leap and so this is like uh, some quantum physicists talk about the um, intersection points between dimensions that are all um, nested together or um, in a greater field you know within within the the field of a seven dimensional octave uh, what what from our space time perspective seems like great distance like between uh, you know what planet Earth and uh a point near to the center of the Milky Way galaxy seems to be a vast distance, but from the perspective of one fifth density and above uh what that, that so-called vast distance actually um, represents a kind of, um, can be seen in, in a holistic way as points in a unified field, or a field uh, where the dimensionalities are intersect- or intersectional, <laughs> there's intersectioning, or sec- or linking, Uh, nodal points like wormholes and things like that between what's considered to be uh, multiple dimensions. And with that energy also there's the possibility of travel. So one can transmit uh, pure love-light radiance and one can transmit information and one can transmit oneself or send one's consciousness uh, by some kind of body or form uh, which we call travel using the third spiral too. 6013, would this travel, Don asked, would be would this travel be the instantaneous type having to do with not the slingshot effect, but the effect used primarily by six density entities, or is it the slingshot effect that you're talking about? Ross said the former effect, the slingshot... Well, Don goes three different things and goes back. The former effect is that of which we speak. You may note that as one learns the, so how we say understandings or disciplines of the personality each of these configurations of prana is available to the entity without the aid of this shape one may view the pyramid at Giza as metaphysical training wheels and so this is an important answer here at 6013 so number one that uh, transmission of information or love light radiance or travel of one's consciousness in a vehicle or body across what seems to be fast, far vast distances, which is really a transdimensional leap or intersectional, um, linkage, um, is associated for travel with, I believe the, the slingshot effect Well, no, actually, I believe it's, sorry, it's the instantaneous type. So, because Don, in his question, first asked instantaneous and then slingshot, and then went back to say slingshot again. What is the former effect that Ra's referring to? I believe it's probably instantaneous, uh, because it comes from an understanding of unity, and um, that what appears to be multidimensional, multiple points... In dualistic or um, kind of substantial space, is actually not. It's actually one unified field or one field where each point is ev- is is every other point. <laughs> in any case, I believe it's instantaneous type of travel, but Ra refers back again to the to the principle that I talked about before, that we can view all the functions of the pyramid as functions of the seven-dimensional body-mind-spirit complex potential for its own self-healing and self-initiation and uh, cities or powers of mind, such as transmission of information uh, across vast distances or, um, you know, uh, teleportation, uh, meaning sending one's consciousness in a vehicle from here to there um, by mind. Um, all of these, the, the, and as one learns the understandings or disciplines of personality, which really requires blockages of 1, 2, 3 quite clear, and crystallization more or less of green-blue love wisdom, and significant development or coordination with sixth ray then as all that's done, then one may... Um, one may do healing and initiation um, and uh, the magical powers perhaps by oneself without aid of the pyramid shape and Ra will talk further about that in the next few questions so we can view the Giza pyramid as a metaphysical training wheel or um, you know beginner or starter level uh, training assistant Uh, but it's absolutely not necessary and lots of people in the new age community um, not lots but some make a big deal out of pyramids uh, thinking that the the form will do the work the form or the um, instrument or the um, the healer and the guru the teacher and the teaching and the shape and the object and the little metaphysical gadget doesn't do the work of healing and initiation. Actually, it may help us do the work of self-healing and self-initiation, yes. But it's not that you buy it and and uh, it does that work. Likewise, it's not that you go to the guru or the teacher or the teaching and then bang, you're awakened. Uh, it's It's a catalyst. These are all catalysts for self-transformation. And if the self doesn't do that work, those um, assistants, whether it's a person or a doctrine, meaning teaching or uh, a little gadget or an object or a pyramid, it doesn't do anything. The pyramid doesn't work. Um, the self works with those assistants if we you know to the degree we we willing to use them for our own transformation work so sixty fourteen about Bermuda. Don says, then there, then is the large underwater pyramid off the Florida coast, one of the balancing pyramids that Ra constructed, Ra said there were 52 globally, or some other social memory complex, and if so, which one? What's the name? And Ra says, that pyramid of which you speak, Bermuda, was one whose construction was aided by six density entities of a social memory complex, working with the Atlanteans, prior to our working with the Egyptians. So, it's an Atlantean pyramid made by a sixth density confederation group working with the Atlanteans, you know, over 10, 11,000 years ago. So, it's 10 plus 11, you know, probably 11 to 15,000 years old. 6015, you mentioned working with one other group other than the Egyptians. Who are they? Ross said, these entities were those of South America. We divided our forces to work within these two cultures. So, the divided forces are the forces of the Sixth Density Confederation community. The Sixth Density Confederation community, or Confederation community of groups at Sixth Density, uh, do different things. And one went to South America, and Ra worked with the Egyptians. And uh, this is distinct, perhaps, from the group that worked with the Atlanteans, or built the... Bermuda Triangle Pyramid, but we're talking about six-density groups that um, are associated with um, providing the pyramids and the balancing pyramids, but particularly pyramids of Atlantis, of South America, of Egypt. All, I believe, were used, all were were established, created by six-density confederation groups, and all were, I believe, used for healing, initiation, and um, perhaps study, in some cases. My personal opinion is that the South American Sixth Density group is from Sirius, while Ra is, you know, from Venus, and uh, the Syrian group, I believe, uh, achieved their Sixth Density development with um, emphasis on wisdom over love, while Ra got into Sixth Density as a group by emphasis of love over wisdom and so there's a little difference there, and um, it's possible to recognize six-density Syrian wanderers from six-density Venusian wanderers, actually. 6016, Don goes on, a very important question and answer. Don says, The pyramid shape then, as I understand it, was deemed by your social memory complex at that time to be of paramount importance in the, shall I say, as a physical training aid for spiritual development. At this particular time in the evolution of our planet, meaning today, it seems that you place little or no emphasis on this shape. Is this correct? Very important summary question. Ra said, this is correct. (laughs) It is our honor duty to attempt to remove the distortions that the use of this shape has caused in the thinking of your people's and in the activities of some of your entities we do not deny that such shapes are efficacious nor do we withhold the general gist of this efficacy however we wish to offer our understanding limited though it is that contrary to our naive beliefs many thousands of years ago the optimum shape for initiation does not exist let us expand upon this point when we were aided by six-density entities during our own third-density experiences on Venus, we, being less bellicose in the extreme, found this teaching to be of help. In our naivete in third-density, we had not developed the interrelationships of your barter or money system and power. We were, in fact, a more philosophical third-density planet than your own, and our choices of polarity were much more centered about the, shall we say, understanding of sexual energy transfers and the appropriate relationships between self and other self. We spent a much larger portion of our space time working with the unmanifested being. In this less complex atmosphere, it was quite instructive to have this learning teaching device, meaning the pyramid, and we benefited without the distortions we found occurring among your peoples we have recorded these differences meticulously in the great record of creation, that such naivete shall not be necessary again. Amen. At this space-time, we may best serve you, we believe, by stating that the pyramid for meditation, along with other rounded and arched or pointed circular shapes, is of help to you. However, it is our observation that due to the complexity of influences Upon the unmanifested being at this space time nexus among your planetary peoples, it is best that a progress that the progress of the mind body spirit complex take place without, as you call them, training aids. Because when using a <clears throat> in brackets, a training aid, an entity then takes upon itself the law of responsibility bracket for the quickened or increased rate of learned teaching. If this greater understanding is not put into practice in the moment by moment experience of the entity, then the usefulness of the training aid becomes negative. Very important um, <laughs> point. All very important points in this uh, reply here, uh, 6016. So let me attempt to uh, clarify. So, yes, initially. Um, Ra is affirming the value of a pyramid or a particular shape like peaked or rounded circular for you know spiritual transformation and personal development. Yes, it's a useful physical training aid for spiritual development. Um, it's not of paramount importance. <laughs> um, but maybe they did think that it was quite essential even. When they built it and when they used it, what? At the time of Akhenaten, 2500 years ago or so, plus? Obviously, they thought it would benefit the Egyptians because it benefited them. How? Naive. So they were naive in third density and they were naive in sixth density. What happened to the fifth density process, huh? Were they just screwing? Were they just, uh, you know, enjoying the wisdom of sexual energy transfer? In 5th density, it seems that their naivete uh, was not lessened by 5th density experience, unfortunately. In any case, uh, they don't deny, of course, they affirm that such shapes are efficacious, and they don't, you know, uh, they don't shy away from explaining, which they've done quite extensively here. This is, in fact, 6016, kind of a summary recap integration Um, perspective on the entirety of Ra's teaching on pyramids, which have been going on uh, relentlessly for the last five or ten sessions or so. Uh, Yes, the shape is efficacious. No, we're not going to hide it from you, and they explicated it quite thoroughly. And although they thought that it would help humanity, they found that it certainly wasn't, or didn't, And they're offering, finally, their understanding now that there is no optimum shape for initiation or healing. Meaning, (laughs) healing and initiation are internally determined processes. Duh. However, um, it's an interesting association for those specialists here that um, the love over wisdom approach um, makes certain fundamental philosophical mistakes like perhaps the view they're contrary to their naive view that the optimum shape for initiation doesn't exist perhaps they thought there was an optimum shape for initiation and healing perhaps they thought that um, shape or form is necessary meaning um, the outer does the work or the outer with the outer the work will be most best done obviously you that's not true with the outer physical training aid like a pyramid or countless other things as i've said many times essential oils and uh gem and flower elixirs and pendants and bracelets and minerals and uh you know magnetic beds and uh you know temple architecture um though those are all efficacious uh, there is no optimum shape for initiation. In fact, no shape is needed for healing and initiation. <laughs> the seven dimensional self is the only form needed for the work of self healing and self initiation. So, the, those, that are pl- those that achieve six density realization are on the bhakti pada, bhakti path, love over wisdom path, devotion uh, over. You know, over wisdom—not leading with wisdom, but leading with devotion and love—make um, some significant mistakes, and unfortunately, are um, reveal uh, chronic, multi-dimensional, persisted um, distortion, wrong views associated with the important, the the presumed uh, importance of the outer or form, and that's the problem with Bhaktipada versus yani, the yani path and the bhakti path, leading with love or leaning with wisdom. Um, Both are, you know, it's going to be one or the other, but both have their strengths and drawbacks. Leading with love, bhaktipad, ends up actually um, over-attached to form. I love the face of my guru. I love the beloved, right? The beloved is the way I progress to, you know, sanctity and uh, moksha. Uh, seeking liberation, moksha, by um, you know, uh, total devotion, surrender to the beloved, is uh, generally uh, persists a multi-incarnational uh, attachment to form, and so that that can be an issue, and that's but that is certainly consonant with their with the uh, the suggestion, at least to me, my. Assumption, my recognition of, an assu- of a suggestion that they had believed that there was an optimum shape for initiation, which there isn't. They're saying that when they were in third density, they were helped by sixth density entities. This is two billion years ago. They themselves, Ra group, being less bellicose in the extreme, very little degree of aggression, found the teaching um, associated with pyramid activity and function very helpful. They didn't have a barter or a money system they didn't have a trading system in the same way they were more philosophical in third density and um, their choices of polarity or the ways they worked with polarity to seek the law of one or move into out of third density into you know higher dimensions or fourth density positive the way they um, chose their the the pattern of their choosing and their culture, and their focus was more on um, relation. You know, uh, sacred relationship, sacred relationship, sacred relationality, right relations, and the most intensive, one of the most intensive relations, or perhaps, in some ways, the most intensive is sexual energy or sexual sexual energy transfer involved in relationship. Or sexual relationship. And so right relationship as a means of um, using polarity to be free of polarity, meaning polarity of male-female, the polarity of past, present, future, the polarity of third density, seeking atmanic unity, sixth density, all polarities. The polarity of love-light itself, or light being polarized, uh all polarity um, using polarized light intelligent energy um, which is <laughs> the stuff of all creation the stuff of all dimensions is various uh, forms for, fashioned forms of uh, light love love light, intelligent energy, everything every kingdom, the body you know, mineral, plant animal, human, devic, fourth, fifth, sixth dimensional beings um, represents um, consciousness uh, uh, the consciousness or sentient aspect of love light uh, apparently inhabiting um, progressively finer bodies or vehicles of love light so consciousness energy beings um, energy form consciousness sentient beings apparently evolving Uh, is the evolution of love light or intelligent energy all polarity all working the working of polarity uh, beingness experiencing polarity moving out of polarity (laughs) very important but Ra's work um, was mainly associated their spiritual path was mainly um, associated with right relationships and sexual energy transfer so very sexual okay but they were very uh, non aggressive, <laughs> and so there weren 't issues of um, you know jealousy and um, people being unable to handle free love. Yes, there was free love, uh, but it was uh, love it was love based love. They go on they spent a much larger portion of their space time working in third density working with unmanifested being also, which means solitary practice, solitary work conscious to unconscious or self-transformation um, that is non-relational so they did both and in this less complex atmosphere of their society it was very helpful for them to have the pyramid they benefited without the distortions we found occurring among your peoples meaning they found later meaning they didn't see uh, were likely to occur before they recorded the differences meticulously in the Great Record of Creation. This is um, basically a, I would say, a sixth density um, field or aspect of sixth density akin to the Akashic record that is astral third density. But the re- Great Record of Creation, I don't think, is the astral plane <laughs> or third density time space. I, I'd say it's of a higher sixth density, it's an aspect of the etheric field so that they wouldn't need, na- such naivete wouldn't be necessary again. I just don't get it, but I don't get how they could be so naive to not look look to the future or consider the influences of, uh, you know, uh, the mix of souls that the Logos has brought to this planet and how, uh, you know, chronic ignorance and chronic serves-the-self tendency, selfishness, could not produce what it produced or could not lead to perversion misuse of pyramids again and again i mean they even gave it to atlantis and atlantis blew it itself up and then they give it again to south america and egypt i don't get it they think oh well maybe that was an anomaly that those humans blew up atlantis assisted as you know (laughs) based on uh perversion of the pyramids given but let's give them again in egypt and South America and try it again maybe it'll be different next time so uh, that's called naive and a bit foolish and um, um, you know uh, congratulate not congratulations but a, a moment of credit should be given to the dissenting members of fifth and sixth City confederation that felt it shouldn't be done uh, who not were overruled but agreed to let um, you know, agreed with the Council of Saturn decision to let um, these six density groups, uh, one naive and one not so naive uh, in South America, put give pyramids again, make pyramids again for humanity after Atlantis that had even more continued perverted or destructive or grievous consequences uh a moment of appreciation for the 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 fifth density and sixth density confederation groups which were in the dissenting camp and felt it was a mistake um who basically said okay well if the council of saturn agrees then we'll let it go because you know (laughs) you're the boss not us we're just uh, learning um but we don't think it's going to work and we don't think we don't recommend it and the council of saturn said but okay knowing <laughs> knowing that they would be um a, a swift kick in the ass to humanity um associated with the deleterious or perverted consequences of the naively uh, established pyramids not only in Atlantis but uh, consequent in South America and Egypt which is just that it just happens to be the basis of Illuminati and black magic by the way being Giza <laughs> The Council, knowing that, and the Sixth Density groups um, establishing pyramids, um, not knowing that, um, and um, the Fifth and Sixth Density dissenting camp, um, perhaps (laughs) sensing it, too, yet, um, said okay, but only the naive Sixth Density groups were taken by surprise. Interesting the problems of the bhakti path. Uh, Then Ra finally realizes, now today we feel we may best serve you by stating that the pyramid for meditation, along with other rounded, arched, pointed, circular shapes, it's of help, yes. However, due to the complexity of influences upon the unmanifested being at this time among your planetary peoples, meaning how complicated the influences are upon earth humanity individually, Particularly Orion, you know, Orion is broadcasting 24-7 on the lower frequencies, the frequencies of uh, the first of the lower triad, first, second, third array. So, continually, on specific um, dimensional sub, you know, lower triad, lower th- chakra, um, sub-dimensional frequencies associated with blockage, or basically associated with that which will... Um, further self-block the entity. Their broadcasting 24-7 is picked up by many, by all who have lower chakra blockages and are not actively seeking consciously to bring love light to themselves. And how many people consciously, actively are regularly seeking to bring love light to themselves or to develop love light or to open or access love light, which means uh, good heart, and clarity, discernment, truthfulness for themselves. How many people are seeking such? Not so many. So then therefore those continual uh, lower chakra frequency broadcastings um, have significant influence upon humanity. Because of that, and among other things, and particularly the mix of souls here, um Ross saying it's best that progress of an entity take place without training aids. Training aids are all the things I've talked about, including the pyramid and the shapes, because there is something called the law of responsibility, which is an aspect of the law of karma. It's basically uh, simply one way of presenting, of of nuancing, understanding of the law of karma. But in this case, it's um, when when one uses uh, any kind of physical training aid. Um, whose purpose is to quicken or accelerate our own rate of growth or transformation, the rate of learned teaching. When one brings in and starts to use such training, physical training aids or adjuncts or assistants, so as to speed my own development, then one must uh, apply in one's daily life, um, the greater understanding or the quickened development that does happen um, in the moment moment experience or in one's daily life with people and alone. And if one does not do that, then um, that very helpful training aid that does indeed quicken and increase our speed of development will become negative. Now, does that mean the person becomes negative? Um, n- maybe. <clears throat> Not necessarily, but the um, it, it there's a saying, um, and it's in I don't know if it's in the Christian Bible or Gnostic um, texts, something like um, if if you don't if if you don't use that which that which is within you, it will destroy you. Something like that. If you don't make use of what's within you. It will destroy you, and you know that. That's a kind of dramatic way of saying it, because there's no destruction, like, other than maybe uh, you know destruction of the spirit complex, which ends the soul's uh, career. That doesn't happen so often, but uh, akin to that, if we take upon ourselves, if we if we make use of these accelerants to transformation, which means lower chakra blockage release and higher chakra activation of course if we then use these shapes and objects and various physical uh, training aids and indeed we will have some degree of quickened uh, development learn teaching or learning if we don't put them into practice or apply them in service to other and alone daily moment to moment then um, they will lead to a further strengthened distortion complex or further self-blocking, distorting, harming, uh, baffling, and uh and form of self-harming, various forms of being harmed. So if you bring it forth, it'll bring you salvation. If you don't bring it forth, it will uh, lead to further entanglement. So use it. Or lose it uh, use it and uh, thereby benefit greatly or don't use it and thereby get further entangled distorted and blocked Uh, this is very important and um, the people you know who probably don't listen to these talks um, but the people who spend a lot of money and make a big deal out of buying the uh, gadgetry new age gadgetry um, which some of which is wonderful but um, who make a big thing out of it or place great emphasis upon it um, ought to recognize that there is a greater responsibility or a greater demand metaphysically that they put into practice and make use of in service to other that which they've benefited from by using such an accelerant so the same thing with money. <clears throat> if you want to be money, if you want to be rich and have a lot of money, then you need to be really generous. <laughs> you need to be strongly, wisely generous, regularly. Strongly, wisely generous, regularly, means um, carefully distributing the money continually, <laughs> or using the money in service to all. Uh, for as long as you're going to want have have money, you better be doing that. And if you don't do that, you'll probably have some event where you lose some money <clears throat> or um, you'll end up becoming, you know, a miserly, niggardly, miserable person with a lot of money. So, um, you know, <laughs> use it and flourish, hoard it or don't use it and, um, you know, self-entangle and uh, corrupt internally so let's go on with this 6017 don says i don't know if this question will result in any usable direction but i think i must ask it what was the ark of the covenant and what was its use before that i just want to say that may have been one of the last questions about pyramids that don asked in the entire series some people might be catching look ahead and see well how about 61 and sessions later but this, that, that answer at 6016 may be um, a major summary conclusion um, to the entire discussion of pyramids, where Ra's really saying, yes, all that works, and it's absolutely unnecessary, and it's associated with a lower level of development like training wheels, and the seven-dimensional self has all it needs for complete healing, and complete initiation complete transformation you know Buddhist Gautama was not big on uh, training physical training aids other than um, discipline or virtue and uh, teachings put into practice there was nothing no material dependence and reliance so the pyramid is wonderful and the shapes like that really work uh, and there are countless pitfalls and drawbacks um, for those who um, are careless in the approach. So what about the Ark of the Covenant, Sixty seventeen. 17? Ra gives a little bit long answer and says, the Ark of the Covenant was that place wherein those things most holy, according to the understanding of the one called Moisha, Moses, was placed. So it's a, a recepta- uh, receptacle or something, or you know, a place for holding articles. The article placed therein has been called by your people's two tablets called the Ten Commandments. There were not two tablets. There was one writing in scroll. (laughs) This was placed along with the most carefully written accounts by various entities of their beliefs concerning the creation by the one creator. Sacred texts. This ark was designed to constitute the place wherefrom the priest's as you call those distorted towards the desire to serve their brothers, ideally, could draw their power and feel the presence of the one creator. However, it is to be noted that this entire arrangement was designed not by the one known to the confederation as Yahweh, the confederation Yahweh, but rather was designed by negative entities preferring this method of creating elite and elite called the sons of Levi. Now we get to the root of the Jewish problem. And uh, uh, that is not a anti-Semitic statement. It is uh, a phrase called the Jewish problem, which um, <laughs> has is basically associated with um, the the relationship of the Jewish group or tribe or race or whatever we want to say um, throughout history, the issue of their relationship to everyone else. And we don't need to go into it, but uh, raw. It makes the clear statement that the Ark and the Covenant was designed by negative entities, Orion, um, who were using it to establish an elite uh, called the Sons of Levi. And it's um, actually one of the twelve sons of Jacob. And Levi had three sons. And so <clears throat> this is a phrase, the Sons of Levi, the tribe of Levi. And I don't know the history, but that would be you know close to the root of the whole issue of Jewish supremacism, meaning people who call themselves Jewish, who um believe that they are elite superior, and ought to be you know in supreme domination of all humanity. Yes, there really are some people like that. However, to say the Jews is mistaken because most Jewish people don't think like that. I want to uh, take over the world because I'm superior to everybody and uh, enslavement is uh, what God wants me to do to you. Most Jewish people don't think like that. But um, Ra's on the side saying that the Ark of the Covenant was basically a place where certain articles were placed, where those that were called priests, who called themselves priests, could uh, metaphysically draw power. So we're talking about charged items and also feel the presence um uh, there's there's a long discussion of all this in historical documents uh, but ross said that was designed by um not the confederation yahweh group but by negative entities orion was the chooser or the establishment this the the one the the higher dimensional non physical um source of um, the Sons of Levi or Jewish supremacism root. The root is Orion, according to this view. And um, if you don't like that, take it up with Ra. 6018, was this a device for communication? You said they also drew power from it. What type of power? How did this work? Ra explains this meaning the ark, was charged by means of the materials with which it was built, being given an electromagnetic field. It became an object of power in this way, and to those whose faith became that untarnished by unrighteousness or separation, this power designed for negativity became positive, and is so to those truly in harmony with the experience of service to this day. Thus, The negative forces were partially successful, but the positively oriented Moshe Moses, as this entity was called, gave to your planetary peoples the possibility of a path to the one infinite creator which is completely positive. This is in common with each of your orthodox religious systems, which have all become somewhat mixed in orientation, yet offer a pure path to the creator which is seen by the pure seeker. So, is the religion positive or negative? Or is it mixed? Well, Ra's saying that all, each of your orthodox religious systems, Jewish, Christian, Islam, Buddhist, Hindu, and so on, mainly those five, um, each of them have all become somewhat mixed in orientation, meaning the uh, orientation. Moral orientation of the teaching and their um, encouragement, the 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 advisement of the scriptures and the teaching and the priests and the religion itself, its orienta- its oriented uh, emphasis, each as each of the each of the religion's oriented morally oriented emphasis is both positive and negative today. That's pretty obvious. Yet, for one who purely seeks, they will find that there is um, a purely um, positively oriented path presented by each of the religions. Yes. Absolutely. There are very pure-hearted Jews, Christians, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, and all other religions. Yeah. And there are seriously evil Jews, Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, too. Yes, indeed. There are black magicians in all groups. There are white magicians in all groups. There are pure-hearted, and there are uh, devious, uh, you know, uh, tricky ones in each of those religions. Yes, indeed. Um, You know, that's just uh, the way humanity takes a good thing and um, debases it. Earth humanity is self-debasing. Earth humanity doesn't know the difference between what is beneficial and what is harmful. Again and again and again and again, I say leave them in the caves, okay? Next time, friends, if you're gonna make such a mix like this, leave them in the caves. Don't 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 give them techno- trans- technological transfers. It's silly. You completely fucked it up. But 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 yes, I know, I know, um this massive conflict of human history the rise and fall of empires warring and killing endlessly for 15,000 years yes I know also has been a significant uh, catalyst for soul evolution, uh, positive and negative for the entirety of the beings here however, let's look at results what's going to be the harvest rate 5%? 7? 9? 12? 14? I don't think we're going to get 15 I wouldn't be surprised if week five or six or seven. So, um, you know, let's do some uh, outcome-based assessment and the outcome of um, uh, naive um, history of confederation technological transfers to Earth in the last 75,000 years, particularly the last 20,000, of course. The result of that is a 7% harvest rate. Is that, is that success or failure? Well, there's no failure in the law of one. Cool. Is that what you want to repeat? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, anyway, the materials of the Ark and the Covenant were given an electromagnetic field. It's called a power-charged mineral basis. Uh, became an object of power. Yet, for those whose faith were untarnished by unrighteousness or separation, meaning those pure-hearted people or priests... Yeah, there probably were or are pure-hearted priests in the tradition that used or still uses the Ark of the Covenant today. Hmm, where is it? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but um, Ra, ever cheerful and positively emphasizing unbalanced, um, will say yes, still, for those with um, faith or knowing, um, that all is one and one is all and God is love and love is light and the creator of light is uh, infinite love yeah, for those with that knowing or faith untarnished uh, and righteous and uh, knowing and sensing unity the power designed for negativity became positive nah. How about the power designed by negativity or Orion to assist uh, a power elite to become more negative and continue on the negative path on earth. That power source was uh, available to those using it on the positive path too. It's not that the power became positive. It's power that's trans-polarized but universal power, which is intelligent energy, that's what we're talking about here. The access to intelligent energy of the Ark and the Covenant uh, designed by Orion for the the planetary enslavement program uh, was still, and still is uh, usable by those with pure heart, love, light, seeking honesty um, for positive development. And so... What, what is um, you know, the state of being untarnished or unbesotted unblemished or untainted by unrighteousness or evil or separation or seeking power domination that is uh, for those truly in harmony with the experience of service truly in harmony seeking to be in harmony with what it means to give dana and uh, generosity and an offering freely and sharing, and not hoarding, and not holding, and not grasping, but uh, accepting, and allowing through all, and sharing. Uh, that's what unrighteous. That's what righteousness looks like. Um, that kind of um, magn magnanimity. So as often happens, uh, negative forces Orion were partially successful, and partially not successful. For Moisha Moses, who was very positive, Ross said also in the original formulation of Judaism uh, was given to earth humanity the possibility or you know a real path not the possibility of a path but a real path to the one creator completely positive Moshe gave that I guess but (laughs) to find what's negatively oriented and what's positively oriented in the entirety of Judaism like any religion um, is a real challenge Uh, but um, you know the one, the the one who you know when when uh, when the cow drinks water, it turns to milk, and when the pure of heart or those who are purely seeking, pure of heart means purely seeking, purely seeking, um, good. You know the benefit for all. What's good for you? What's good for me? Uh, with that purity of intention, one sees purity everywhere it is, and also sees the purity of all it is. Right. So see and you shall find (laughs) as you, you know, character is destiny, said Heraclitus. So as you fashion your character moral, your moral character, thus you fashion your destiny. Thus you fashion your range of perception and your range of comprehension and your path forward by the purity of moral intention. 60.19, where is the Ark of the Covenant now? Uh Uh-oh, where is it located? Of course, Ra's not going to answer that. Ra said, we refrain from answering this query due to the fact that it still does exist and is not that which we would infringe upon your peoples by locating. So, yeah, it still exists, and I'm sure it's still in use, and Ra will not say where, obviously, (laughs) because it's infringement. What's, what's going to happen is people will, uh, you know, get upset about it or go run there or something. But I imagine, yes, indeed, it's still used. Now, uh, we're right on the edge of um, a big question. Uh, but I think we'll leave that for next time, and uh, this will be not not uh, a large uh, session, meaning our, we'll do session 60 in three parts next time we'll pick up at 60.20 and discuss uh harvest and the earth changes the honeycombed nature of the planet and some important interesting questions about meditation um not really too deep actually but some things actually uh useful about meditation and seeking and hopefully we'll finish this session next time i will make sure we do and um that'll be all for session 60 or sorry for the uh (laughs) for the second reading of session 60 uh putting uh the whole discussion of pyramids into a broader perspective that everything that the pyramid shape offers us one can do for oneself and the value of training aids and assistance is, is really going to be to the, the de, associated with the degree to which we use them regularly and apply um, the quickened self-transformation in service to other in service to all in daily life somehow it doesn't have to be only you know more talking with people more people more talking more writing more free books or something it's the quality and quantity of daily application and so the more you know that that which that which is within you will um lead to salvation um when it's used wisely regularly and that which is within us that we don't use wisely and regularly will cause us to be further distorted and harmed and so we should get clear about that principle And so that'll be it for the second part of session 60. Thanks for being here. Um, I'll make a point to finish this session next time. Take good care. See you next time. Good night.